two former chief justices of the Florida Supreme Court say that Florida has a judicial tradition, equal justice under the law, words which are chiseled above the courthouse. But they are concerned that Governor Ron DeSantis has condemned diversity, equity, and inclusion programs with just his signature and without input from the bench or the bar. According to an op-ed the justices wrote in the Tampa Bay Times today, they wrote, quote, former justices from Justice Ray Ehrlich and Justice Parker Lee McDonald to Justice Mayor, uh, Ma- Major Harding all promoted the importance of diversity education during their tenure as chief justice. In fact, until last month, the commitment to diversity training and fairness remained unbroken by the Florida Supreme Court. While we were both chief justices at the Florida Supreme Court, we continue the important tradition of reappointing a standing committee on fairness and diversity. And prior to the court's opinion, eliminating diversity from the education curriculum in large part because of mandatory judicial education on diversity, Florida stood as a role model for the country. But no more, unquote. Barbara Periente, one of the authors, was the 77th justice and the second female justice on the Florida Supreme Court, serving from 04 to 2006. Peggy Quince was the 79th justice and the first African-American female justice to serve and served from 2008 to 2010. Former Clearwater Mayor Brian Ongst Sr. has been named interim mayor of the city of Clearwater. Council members unanimously voted yesterday to name Angst to fill the seat vacated last week by Frank Hibbard, who stepped down in the middle of a budget workshop last week over questions about funding of city construction projects. Angst previously served as Clearwater's mayor from 1999 to 2005 for the maximum two consecutive terms. He will hold the position until March 2024. Angst had worked for 30 years for Charter Communications before retiring as the company's director of state government affairs in 2018. His son, Brian Angst Jr., was recently named by Governor Ron DeSantis to the board of the new Walt Disney World Special Taxing District. While some who spoke at yesterday's special council meeting favored naming a current city council member to the seat, others spoke in favor of appointing someone who has no future plans to run for mayor. Uh, Yesterday, a Florida subcommittee voted in favor of a bill that would allow a byproduct of phosphate mining to be used in road building material. WMNF's Taylor Lovejoy has more. If you've ever driven through Florida and saw a large mountain-like structure along the side of the road, you are most likely passing a phosphor gypsum stack. That man-made hill is the waste from one of the state's 27 phosphate mines used in the production of fertilizer. The House Infrastructure and Tourism Appropriations Subcommittee advanced HB 1191 unanimously. But Democratic Representative Felicia Robinson says that the Environmental Protection Agency is still investigating whether the waste would be harmful to use within roadways. I wish we would wait until after the study and to make sure that things are proper in order. And my main concern is health. But according to a technical advisor for the phosphate mining company, Mosaic, Florida is behind in utilizing the byproduct. As the rest of the world already knows, phosphogypsum can and should be recycled for other purposes. According to the EPA's website, phosphogypsum emits a radioactive gas called radon and contains radioactive elements such as uranium and radium. For WMNF News, I'm Taylor Lovejoy. On April 1st, many people may lose health care as states review eligibility for Medicaid. WMNF's Chris Young reports that Tampa Congress member Kathy Castor is calling for Medicaid to be extended. Florida is only one of 10 states that hasn't expanded Medicaid. Kathy Castor joined Protect Our Care, a health care advocacy group, in a press conference to demand action. There are incredible 
practical and financial incentives for Florida and the nine other states that have not expanded Medicaid to do so. The American Rescue Plan gave states that expanded Medicaid a financial incentive, but Florida chose not to participate in the expansion. When you look at the amount of, of money and the what this would do for our neighbors, not expanding Medicaid is fiscally irresponsible and it's morally wrong. Medicaid expansion would save state dollars and provide increased revenues to well beyond the cost of expansion. This comes as states review eligibility for those covered during the pandemic on April 1st, possibly disenrolling millions in what's known as the reconsideration period. Earlier this month, Castor led the Florida Congressional Democrats in writing a letter urging DeSantis to keep Floridians covered during this reconsideration period. Governor DeSantis has not responded to the letter. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. A Senate panel yesterday approved a proposal that would push back school start times for many high school students in Florida. The Senate Education Pre-K-12 through Committee approved the bill, which would prevent middle schools from beginning their instructional day before 8 a.m., while high schools would be barred from starting before 8.30 a.m. The average start time for Florida high schools is 7.45 a.m., with 46% of high schools starting before 7.30 a.m. The full house is slated to take up its version of the bill on Thursday. Florida school board races currently are required by the state constitution to be nonpartisan. A Senate committee yesterday approved legislation that would ask voters in 2024 to pass a constitutional amendment to move to partisan elections. If the amendment passes, partisan school board races would begin in 2026. Bill sponsor Joe Gruder says his proposal will give voters the most information possible about candidates. This is for the voter. This is for full transparency. And I can promise you we're way past the idea that these races are nonpartisan. And Democrats on the panel, including Lori Berman, question why the proposed change is needed. I don't understand why it's necessary. I don't understand what benefit there is to communities. We've already politicized our school boards. And at this point, why would we want to do it anymore? Some school board races have become high-profile contests in recent years amid battles about issues such as mask requirements aimed at mitigating the spread of COVID-19. Governor Ron DeSantis, for example, took the rare step of endorsing a slate of dozens of school board candidates before the November elections, most of whom went on to claim victories. The Senate proposal needs approval from one more committee before it can go to the full Senate. The House version of the measure is ready to go before the full chamber later this week. According to a recent poll commissioned by the support group No Kid Hungry Florida, more than three quarters of Floridians said it is harder to buy food now than it just a year ago. No Kid Hungry works closely with schools to meet the need. Andrea Messina is the CEO of the Florida Schools Board Association. What No Kid Hungry does is very much assess the unique needs, not just of the community, but of the actual school. So you could have multiple schools in a single school district that have different needs. And No Kid Hungry helps them address whatever need in whichever school with whatever resources may be available.